Do you want to see how easy it is to start a great big fat fight among Christians? Just suggest that our kids should not be watching movies about magic and witchcraft and the fight is on. Welcome back to Equipping Kingdom Kids. I'm Becky Fisher, and this is a podcast for both spirit-filled parents and children's ministry leaders who are interested in raising a generation of boys and girls to walk in the supernatural power of God. You're listening to episode number 29, Magic, Witchcraft, and Christian Kids. Do you want to know how to start a big fat fight amongst children's pastors? Just dare to say that we shouldn't let kids watch movies and read books about magic and witchcraft. And boy, did the knives come out. It's almost split 50-50 down the middle. It's amazing how many Bible-believing kids ministers think there's absolutely nothing wrong with our Christian kids entertaining themselves with magic and witchcraft. I mean, because after all, it's just entertainment, right? So, in other words, we Christian can watch any kind of genre, no matter what the topic is, and as long as it's just a book or a movie, it's just make-believe, and it's all harmless, right? Are you kidding me? If this topic and others like it are of interest to you in light of how to raise a supernatural generation of boys and girls who are passionate about following God, then stick around because I'm just getting started on this topic. And if you haven't already done so, be sure to hit the subscribe button below so that you never miss one of my videos that I post every week. This whole thing of entertaining ourselves with magic and witchcraft was exposed like a deer in the headlights during the days when Harry Potter was so popular. You know, back when the millennial generation were still kids. Those of us who opposed this practice were mocked and laughed at as extremists, killjoys, wet blankets, religious fanatics among our own Christian peers. Why, kids know the difference between make-believe and reality, they would say? The dividing line to prove that it was all just harmless seemed to be whether or not a kid actually began to explore real witchcraft and tried to become a real witch themselves. The idea was, if my kid did not try to become a real witch, that proved watching those movies was absolutely harmless. So fast forward, and today we live in a world and culture that has been saturated with all types and levels of magic and witchcraft-related entertainment. There's hardly a cartoon, a video game, a movie, or a book, right down to our little preschoolers, that are not affected in some way by this topic. Our Christian kids have been left to helplessly navigate the dark side of the supernatural landscape all alone. And shockingly, until recently, few Christian parents have had any qualms about magic and witchcraft, basically because they grew up in the same magically bombarded culture when they were little kids, so it's normal to them. And after a lifetime, they've become desensitized to the seriousness of this issue for Christians. No one ever taught them the dangers because after all, it was just entertainment. So they continue allowing their children to engage in the same genre of media. Now, I just wrote a new book for kids and parents on this topic, and I want to give several copies away today. So please keep listening for how to get one for yourself. I'm anxious to see what you think about it, and you need to tell me. 
Now, as an example, today's parents are primarily millennials. When the millennials were growing up back in the day, ABC Family Television Network, now called Freeform, said the millennial generation is defined by Harry Potter. Imagine having your entire generation defined by magic and witchcraft. If kids didn't watch or read Harry Potter back then, they were considered outcasts, weirdos. It was then that even church leaders joined in and celebrated and promoted the series as harmless entertainment. To this day, this represents a huge chasm of polarizing beliefs and opinions in the church. But today, add to it the revival of the Smurfs. We've got Pokemon cards and Pokemon Go, and the list is so long it's pointless to try to name them because there's new ones all the time, and by the time I would name them all, this video would be obsolete. However, 20 years later, after Harry Potter, what do we find? Well, what do you know? Research shows there are more millennial witches today than there are Presbyterians. Other headlines of popular news media include Witch Population Doubles as Millennials Cast Off Christianity. Here's another headline. Number of witches rises dramatically across the U.S. as Millennials Reject Christianity. Here's another one. Looking for a little magic? Millennials and Gen Z embrace witchy New Age spiritualism. No impact, right? Yeah, of course. Much to do about nothing. Harmless child play. So does this surprise you? If it does, type yes, I'm shocked in the comments below. If it doesn't, just say, nah, I expected it. Because it should shock all of us. And this is why I'm going to be giving away some copies of my new book for kids, Magic in the Bible. But if you get one, you have to promise to write back to me and tell me what you think about it. You promise? If you do, then type yes, I promise in the comments below. So then what's the big deal if we let our kids watch and read and play these forms of entertainment today? Has it become less harmful today by any chance? Well, according to Carolyn Elliott, who's the founder of Witch Magazine, the rise in witchcraft is likely more than a trend. We are in the midst of a beautiful, occult witch renaissance, she says. Her comment appears to be in line with the ever-increasing reach of the occult into the general population. In a series of three surveys conducted from 1990 to 2008, Trinity College watched Wicca rise from just 8,000 practitioners to over 340,000 practitioners. Now, however, Pew reports that in 2014, that number has risen to as many as 1.5 million among the generation that has been defined by Harry Potter. Now, regardless of the stats, I do not believe our biggest problem is seeing our kids run to paganism and the occult like Wicca. If it were that obvious, none of us would be stupid enough to let our kids indulge in such entertainment. However, here is what is not as obvious with the naked eye. What other spiritual doors could this possibly open in the lives of our children when they indulge their curiosities in the dark arts? Are there lingering effects that may not even be recognizable for a few years down the road? Could it open the door for unexplainable sicknesses or diseases? How about nightmares or night tears? Not the medically diagnosable night tears, but the visitors in the night. 
Could it affect their finances down the road as they mature, their jobs, their relationships in very negative ways? By opening the door in such a simple way, we give the enemy permission to interfere in our lives. In some cases, it can take years down the road to actually see the full effect, so it's really hard to connect the dots. But be sure, whenever you give the devil an inch, he'll take a mile. Now here's a question for you Christian parents. If Harry Potter would have existed in the days when Jesus was a little boy, where he studied the Torah and the prophets regularly, do you think his Jewish parents would have let him go see the movies about witchcraft as entertainment? If you do, then you don't know nothing about Jewish culture or the Word of God. It was probably the number one defining difference between Israel and their pagan neighbors, this whole thing of witchcraft. There was no wiggle room in how they were to treat magic and witchcraft. It was profoundly condemned. There's no way God would have winked as Jesus went into a movie theater to watch Harry Potter saying, oh, it's just entertainment. Jesus is a smart kid. He knows the difference between reality and make-believe. So what's your opinion on this? Do you think Jesus would have been allowed to go see Harry Potter as a kid? Type yes or no in the comments below and tell me why. And don't forget, very soon I'll be letting you know how to get a free copy of my new book for kids, Magic in the Bible. I'm going to be selecting at least three or four winners. So it's not just one lucky person, but several. And I'm selecting from those who are leaving comments in the section below. So if you haven't made any comments yet, now's the time. Kids in the Old Testament worked at and practiced magic and witchcraft. I'm not kidding. Check out Isaiah 47:12 for yourself. And God didn't approve of it either. He mocked them saying, So keep on then with your magic spells and with your many sorceries, which you have labored at since childhood. Yep, since childhood. Perhaps you will succeed. Perhaps you will cause terror. He mocked them. Here's another point. The Bible says that rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as bad as worshiping idols. You have to be blind not to see the connection in the Bible in both the Old and New Testaments between rebellion against God and witchcraft. They were one and the same. Where our kids might not be engaging in real magic, by watching it, and reading it, they're feeding on rebellion and stubbornness so rampant in our culture today. And it comes with a mocking spirit against the things of God. Rebellion, stubbornness, and a mocking spirit against belief in the things of God. And add to that a serious rise in atheism like we have never experienced in our nation before. Is all of this really unrelated? I think not. Personally, I think the relationships go far deeper than we ever dreamed. They've been subtle, almost hidden, but they were there all the time. Am I being extreme? Let's look at another angle in our culture today. At the very moment I'm filming this video, the headline of every news media in America is reporting about the blatant rebellion against authority, police, and the violence and destruction in our streets at the hands of Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Simply do your homework and you will see the founders are self-identified witches using a specific brand of African witchcraft 
in which the ancestors of the dead are summoned up and worship to help them in their key aspect of social justice strategy. This is not my opinion. You can find those videos for yourself on YouTube. And by the way, ha, what do you know? They're millennials. Now, I realize there's a lot of other things going on in our culture that factor into this rebellion rather than just start watching movies about magic, but you can't deny there's a connection. Now, let's talk about our imaginations for just a minute. Albert Einstein said, imagination is more powerful than knowledge. Imagination is everything, he said. It is the preview of life's coming attractions. Jesus also had a lot to say about our imaginations in several places in the New Testament, even though he never actually used the word. Do you remember when he taught that if you simply looked on a woman to lust after her, that it was the same as actually physically committing the sin of adultery? When you're looking, you are using your imagination. He said if you hate someone, it was actually the same as murdering that person. Here's what he was saying. There's a physical realm on the one side, and there's an imagination realm on the other side. And if you step over into the imagination realm and imagine fornication, hatred, or any other sin, it's the same as if you've actually gone and done it in the physical realm. Therefore, your imagination is like the real thing. You have to repent just the same as if you physically committed the sin. All sin begins in the realm of imagination. Our imaginations are powerful. So watching movies, reading books, and playing games of any kind are wonderful privileges and powerful tools that activate our imaginations. We decide who gets to access our imaginations. And as parents, we need to carefully control the gate of what our kids will feed their imaginations on. I've said repeatedly since I started this ministry, kids are hungry for the supernatural. And I constantly preach to anyone who will listen that they're drawn to the supernatural like a moth is drawn to the light. Unfortunately, most of the time they can find the supernatural everywhere except in our churches where it should be. They should be learning how to hear God's voice, how to be led by the Spirit, discovering how to heal the sick, and doing signs, wonders, and miracles. That's the real supernatural. It's no wonder they're flocking to Harry Potter and others like him that's filling a deep spiritual need in their heart of hearts that the church has almost ignored. How are our kids ever going to learn how to cast out devils if they spend all their time entertaining themselves with devils? Now, about my brand new book called Magic in the Bible. This book is meant to be a starting point for parents and their kids to have open discussions about all these topics. It's important that while they're still young, to talk to them about the natural world and the spiritual world from a biblical perspective. You as the parent can sit down and read these topics with your kids like you would a storybook, or you can use it as a guide to study privately and then use for spontaneous conversations when the topics come up. Or you can also give it to your older children to use like a, a textbook, especially if you homeschool them and you're looking for Bible study materials for them. Now I'm going to be selecting several of you who've been commenting below to receive a PDF download within the next week. I want to give a little bit of time to people who didn't watch this right away. So we're going to wait a couple of days.
You need to keep coming back and checking your comments to see if I've responded to you and that you're one of the winners. Now, if this has struck a chord with you, please share this video with your friends. And if you want a paperback copy of my book, just go to our online store at www.kidsinministry.org and look for the store button and search for the title. Now, if you haven't watched this video already, please watch this one about a Christian Halloween because this you are absolutely going to love to show your kids how to turn Halloween on its head and make it one of the funnest days of the year to share the gospel. You're going to love it. So be sure and go and watch it right now. I will see you next time. Thanks for watching. To see a video version of this podcast, go to youtube.com slash kidsinministry. To take advantage of any offers mentioned, please email us at kidsinministry at yahoo.com and mention the number and the name of this podcast.